Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Thank you to uh, Pete for your prayer and to Faye for leading us in communion. Uh, Beautifully expressed in so many ways. It's not just the start of a new year, of course, is it? It is the start of a new decade. Yeah. I just thought that inspired you. Apparently not. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just thought it was interesting. Uh, over the last few weeks, um, we have been exploring the biggest story. Uh, the biggest story has been since the beginning of time, uh, the beginning of creation. Uh, when God spoke creation into being. Is that close enough now, do you think? Or is that, yeah, is that better? All right. Um, And so God has been weaving his story, creating his story, speaking his story, proclaiming his story, and inviting creation to participate in his story with him since the beginning of time. Uh, We've heard it through the prophets. uh, We've heard it through the New Testament. We've seen it revealed in Jesus. uh, We've promised to engage with it through the, uh, the presence of God in the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and the beautiful thing about this is that uh, God is still weaving his story through your story, through my story. Uh, every story whispers his name. And as we've said over the last uh, few weeks leading into Christmas and uh, now, that um, it's wherever you are on the spectrum of faith, on the spectrum of understanding God or encountering Jesus, wherever you are, even if you're far away and you're here for some obscure reason that you yet fail to comprehend, God still whispers his name through your story. That in itself is a mind-boggling kind of concept, I think. Uh, And so every story whispers God's name, even the stories of those who are disconnected, disoriented, uncertain, afraid, uh, sad, whatever it might be, Every story whispers his name and he speaks into that. So over this, next, over this January period, uh, we're interviewing a few people to unpack this bigger story a little bit further. Uh, last week we uh, interviewed Alana and heard some uh, great reflections from Alana about her journey of faith and her story. Uh, this morning, uh, would you welcome Dennis and Pam May as they come and sit with me and we enter in this conversation. <clears throat> Pam, I'll give you the blue microphone. Dennis, I'll give you the black microphone. That's lucky it's not pink. Yeah, I'm just saying that just because our sound guy then knows what I'm doing. So that really helps. You comfortable? Good. <laughs> yeah, you need to put the microphone when I you do. speak too. Yeah, all right. Um, so first up, just I've given your name, but introduce yourself to us. Tell us who you are. Okay, so I'm... Pam May. Yep. I'll start, I'll give you a little rundown of my life, okay? Yep. So I was a country kid. Yep. Um, I grew up on a farm with my mum and dad, two younger brothers at Yannick South, just a bit the other side of Neil. I had a happy childhood and loving grandparents. Um, I can never remember not going to church or Sunday school. Right, wow. And looking back, I'm really thankful for my Sunday school teachers for teaching me the Bible stories and the action songs, and I learnt memory verses. Do you still know the actions? Yeah. 
Yeah. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I still know some memory verses too. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Um, Keep going. Sorry. Okay. So once I started school, I had a problem. Mm. Boys, yeah. I liked them. Yeah. <laughs> this this is very true. <laughs> and I had competition dead. <laughs> I had a steady stream of boyfriends until I was fourteen. Wow. And I met someone really good looking and sporty and intelligent. So I thought I'd bring him along so you could meet him today too. <laughs> oh, that was close, wasn't it? <laughs> I was wondering if it was you, but that's all right. So I finished Form 5 yep. and got a job at the State Bank in Nil. Yeah, so that was the start of my yeah. career. Wow. And then when I was 19, I married Dennis. Yep. Um, we were really just a couple of kids. We didn't have much and we didn't want for much, but we loved each other. And now we're just a couple of old seniors and we're still madly in love. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. <laughs> I'd always hoped to be a mum, so when Cherie and Carmel and Stacey were born, that was a real answer mm -hmm. to prayer for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, things got tough financially for us, so I went back to work. Um, it was a six-week position as a temporary position as a teacher aide, and 22 years later I retired. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yes, I had some. I climbed up and down the ladder a little bit. I was business manager for a little while, and then I had a book change and went and finished my career in the library. Wow! Yeah. There you go. How many grandchildren have you got now? Seven. Seven grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. not up to the grandy bit yet. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Just jumping ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Um, there's another part of the story that I haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Chapter forty-six. Chapter forty-six. Yeah. How many chapters have you got? 61. Okay, all right. <laughs> just perspective's important. Okay. And if it's okay, I'm just going to read this little sure. paragraph. So chapter 46 was when I was confronted with the C word. In 2005, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, an aggressive and rare type. This was a tough journey physically, emotionally and mentally. It has probably had one of the most significant impacts on my life and I'm thankful for what cancer taught me. I received amazing love and support from Dennis and my family and friends, and God who loves me even more than anyone provided a way through for me. So 15 Christmases later, I'm still here. Yeah, wow, mm. that's fantastic. Yeah, I think it might be your turn. Okay, <laughs> introduce yourself to us, Dennis. <laughs> I'm Dennis, how are you going? Dennis yeah. May. I'm the <laughs> other half that Pam was talking about, so that was close. And um, you're good looking and sporty and intelligent. Um, I'm not sure where they came from. Okay. But anyway, right. that's yeah. okay. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so the first um, 18 years of my life, I went to Neil School and then um, had to make a big decision whether to go on the farm or go to university. I had a young lady living about 10 minutes away, so forget love. Uh, sorry, took the love and forgot the uh, university. Whew, that was all right. Um, for the next 15, 15 to 13 to 15 years, Pam and I lived on the farm, worked on the farm until we had a family crisis. Um, my mum and dad separated and right. there went the family farm. Right. So we then moved up to Yannick to 
a small business up there, delivering fuel and carting stone for local shire. Mm. And then Jeff Kennett came along and that ended in 1970, 1997. Um, and then we moved to Nil. I was offered the full-time job carting fuel in Nil. And I've been doing that ever since. And yeah, right. today, well, we, we were in Nil until 2017. Yeah, right. And then um, had another sea change, basically. And then moved to Horsham, still doing the same thing. I don't know if you call moving to Horsham a sea change. A river change. A river change. Oh, okay. okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. So that's a, a really big picture, small snapshot. I'm sure there's lots of little rabbit holes we could wander down there. What fills up your days and your weeks now? Okay, so that's when my next career kicked in. Yep. So I'm a Grammy. A, a Grammy? Yes. Yep. So Not the award? No. No, okay. <laughs> so we have seven little ones, yep. five in Horsham and two in Mildura. And... I'm committed on Tuesday and Thursday, but they're my Grammy days. And my other commitment is Wednesday when I go to Neil and visit Mum. Mum has Alzheimer's, right. so she's in an aged care facility, and those days can have their challenges too. Mm. 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 Very good. Um, my days are filled up with delivering fuel, um, basically anywhere in Victoria, yeah, right. Um, rather than locally, so that that's good. Made lots of good friends and seen lots of different people. Yep. Um, so that's uh, five days of the week gone. Saturday is usually a rest day or a farm day where yep. I go back and play around the farm. Um, and Sunday is our highlight of the week where we look forward to coming to church and um, expanding our Christianity and meeting with friends. It's good. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I've just... You grew up, I wanted to address, you grew up, Pam, this leads into the next question, but you grew up with your action songs, memory verses, and then you discovered that you liked boys. Did that distract you from the memory verses and the action and the Sunday school and the, the things of faith? Or No, my no? parents didn't allow that to no. happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so how long have you been followers of Jesus then? Uh, and when did, uh, even then, when did you make that first declaration of faith? Okay, so I was in primary school mm. and I went forward at some sort of rally that was in Neil mm. and then at an Easter convention at Belgrave Heights. All right. um, when I was a teenager, I submitted my life to yeah, God. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Mm. Uh, my story is a little bit different. Mm. Uh, Pam was brought up in a totally Christian family. I was brought up in a half-Christian family. Okay. Which means mum was a Christian lady. Yep. Um, but Dad wasn't, he did, and um, my grandparents weren't either. Um, but that's okay. So uh, we were brought up in that era where every family went to either church or Sunday school. The odd one out was the family that didn't go to church or Sunday school. So we, we did that, and that was okay, that was fine. Um, and then when I met Pam um, at 16 years of age, um, she obviously was a Christian girl, so her influence came across on me. Yep. And then at a, again at a Easter Christian convention in Belgrave, um, I decided that Christianity was my thing. Yep. Yeah. So it's, um, it's been good. Yep. So that was at the age of 18. Wow. So was that the same year? No. 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 Okay. Yep. You were earlier? It or? took me a little while to get him to Belgrave Heights. Oh, okay. Yeah. But camps are important, aren't they? Camp oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There'd be a lot of people here who have met their loved ones in camps, wouldn't they? 
Is there anyone? Put up your hand if you met your partner in camp, your husband or wife. Put up your hands. Come on. <laughs> There's a few of you around. Yeah. Probably getting less and less, which is a bit sad. All right. Um, what brought you along to the Horsham Church of Christ? Um, I'm not sure that anything in particular brought us along, but when we were visiting our daughter up in Mildura, um, we just gravitated towards going to church, the Church of Christ up there with mm. Andrew and the crew. Um, and they were just good, easy going, and we yep. enjoyed the environment and all that sort of thing, and we've mm. made a few friends up there. Mm. Mm. So when we shifted to Horsham, that just seemed to be the natural transition. Yep. And we'd been a couple of times to the Horsham Church of Christ before we moved to Horsham. Um, so that was just, I don't know, just one of those things that just rolls along. Yeah. So that it, it was just just a nice feeling and we felt welcomed and so we decided um, this was where we wanted to go to worship. We didn't church shop. We don't believe in doing that. Um, so yeah, we just decided we'll just make this work and it's been good. Yeah. No, it hasn't been good. It's been great. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't been easy though. You haven't found it easy at times. Um, true. Because... Our heritage has been that we've always been in small congregations. Yeah. Um, and small can be anything from eight to ten people up to 50 to 100 in nil. So every time you walk into church, as you, as you do on a Sunday morning, you know people's stories, you know who they are, you know their background, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So when we came to Horsham, Pam knew three or four ladies through CWCI. Yep. But I virtually knew no one except maybe Lester and, and um, Joan. Yep. So that was a bit of a struggle because all of a sudden you come into a place, you know no one, yep. um, you sort of feel a bit alone yep. um, and you're trying to grab a hold of, of what God wants you to do, do in this place. Yep. And we'd come out of a time when we were really busy doing stuff with the Uniting Church and we felt tired and so we had a gap year, so to speak, <laughs> to recharge our batteries. And sure. yeah. So that's how we found our way here and I hope, hope we stay, which is good. Yeah, we hope you stay too. Yeah, um, you've been very busy though in terms of you have it like one. Oh, sorry, one of the things you said there was you you came here and you you felt lonely still, which I I think is an interesting statement. We can come into a crowd of people and still feel really lonely. What's been important for you to move out of that or beyond that? Well, I, th I think as a Christian, the connections you make are important. Mm. Mm. Um, and like as we're talking about the bigger story. I think for me as an 18-year-old, having been to Sunday school and heard all the stories and the biggest story, it all changed and became the biggest lifestyle. Yeah, right. So I left the story behind, but you still retain that. Yep. Um, so you can, you can be part of a worshipping community but still feel lonely because you don't know anyone. Yep. And so it's been, it's been intentional that we've come and decided, well... You know, because this is a place we want to be long term, yep. um, we'll make good friends and we don't find it difficult to make good friends. No. But I must say, that's, that's not one way because when we, when we came here, um, we found people very caring, very loving and very friendly. Yep. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't hard at all no. to make good conversations and make connections. So, yep. yeah. And yeah. I mean, every... Every congregation, every church wants to know if they do stuff well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So to the Horsham Church of Christ, you do stuff very, very well. Yes. 
Thank you. Well done. Uh, Pam, I want to pick up what's CWCI. There'll be people sitting here who don't know what CWCI is. Um, and how did that introduce you to... Can you remember that or not? I've got to think about what it does stand for. <laughs> Christian Women Communicating internationally. internationally. yes. Yep. Um, well, that was just the progression of the camp. Yeah, right. So okay. I started going to the CWCI camps at Halls Gap. Yep. Yeah, and I think... I'll always just be a camper and I love um, meeting with ladies and like you should hear us chatter at those camps. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's just, it's great to have that intentional time of going away and um, like in Halls Gap's an amazing place yes. to go and do that. Mm. Mm. Uh, and CWC, are you part of KYB as well? Know your Bible group? I do attend a KYB group, yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah. And that's good too because it makes you study your Bible. Yeah. Yeah, and I love um, how the, the ladies interact and I love getting to know mm. them at mm. a different level too and that just creates another whole mm. group of people you know. Yeah. How mm. many ladies do KYB here? A few. So if you're looking, if you don't know where to connect or you're looking for a small group or a Bible study group, uh, have a chat to Pam, firstly. Um, or Joan Gordon, are you, Joan, are you our rep for KYB here or CWCI here? Is that right? Or have we got one? Sandra McNee? Yeah, is, is Sandra here today? Is Sandra here? No? Okay. So there's a few people around that you can connect in with anyway. Um, What's something this year that's reminded you that you're part of the bigger story or part of the bigger lifestyle that you spoke about? Okay, so for me, every Sunday when I come here and connect with people and with God, yeah. I feel like I'm part of the biggest story. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And like for Den, I felt lost at the start when I came here yes. too, yeah. having been at places where you know everyone and talk to everyone. And especially I would make an effort to talk to the minister every week and now I know I can't do that because you've got 250 other people that might want to say hello so I have to back off a little bit like that but then I had to um, try hard mm. to get to know people mm. and mm. to be part here and yeah. I do feel very much connected here now. Yeah it's mm. fantastic, fantastic. What about you Dan? Um So for me if I can borrow a couple of months of last year as well um my baptism was a huge part of my yeah. biggest story yeah um simply because i thought it was like shelling peas it's just something physical you do but it took me on a spiritual journey i wasn't ready for yeah wow. um so it became a huge impact on my life and the other thing was alpha i really enjoyed alpha yeah okay um and the re i'm not sure that i we. I'm not sure that we did it for the right reason, but it was a time when we were struggling, um, just with a little bit of loneliness, not connecting. Yep. So we said, we're going to Alpha and we're just going to use it as a time of meeting new people and connecting with others, of like-minded people. Mm. And, mm. and that's what we did. So I'm not sure if that was right or not, but that's how it worked for us. So oh, That's yeah. great. I think it's part of it. Um, just reflect, your baptism was December 2018, was that right? You said a statement about it unpacked a bit more of a spiritual revelation or journey that you weren't prepared for. Tell us a little bit about that briefly. Um, I guess um, reading scripture, 
um, you know, when guys were baptised in the River Jordan, mm, mm. I just thought, oh, you know, that's okay. They're baptised in the water. They come out of the water and Scripture sort of doesn't follow up anything more than that. Um, and then Pam was expressing an interest in baptism because she hadn't had any christening or baptism where I had. Right. Um, so we, we had a look in Scripture, you know, what it did and that sort of thing. And so I just had this bizarre feeling, well, it's a physical thing that we do and there'll be nothing else. Yeah, right. But um, because of, uh, of the feeling that I had before, this absolute fear of water, Yeah. I think it was maybe clouding right. what baptism was. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So I should tell you, from the time... From the time I came in the morning, on that morning, to baptism, I was, I was really worried. Yeah. And I usually don't. I'm, that's not usually my per- personality. No. As soon as I hopped in the water and Jared laid his hand on me, yep. absolutely every bit of fear I had just disintegrated. Yeah, wow. That's fantastic. So when he... And I had this hunch during the week and the weeks before, I think Jared's going to dunk me. He's going to leave me there. <laughs> He's going to milk this. And that was okay. I didn't mind that. Um, but as soon as I hit the water, it was like my life just stopped. Wow. And time stopped. Wow. And I don't know how long I was down there for. Um, it yeah. could have been two seconds, could have been ten seconds. But it just took me to a spiritual place that I wasn't ready for. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. What was it like for you? Um, probably not as overwhelming yep. as for Den, but I, I don't know if it was that the water was so warm, but I actually felt a warmth go right through me. And wow. I, I think it, yeah, I don't think it was just the water. No, no, <laughs> that's fantastic. What a great story. So in the midst of all that, what have you been learning about your relationship with Jesus? Um. <coughs> I think it, it has cemented my relationship with the Lord um, but also I felt challenged after Alpha and after our baptism um, that I or we needed to make a contribution to mm. worship mm. Um, because I said before we'd come out of a busy time in the Uniting yes. Church we'd had time to recharge our batteries but we always feel that wherever we worship, we need to make a contribution. Mm, mm. Um, and I don't, I don't know, that's just how we are. Mm. Um, so we just feel if we can add something to people's lives or... But the silly part about it is when you make a contribution, it helps you more than anybody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. of the, the um, you know, all the background stuff you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's been... And I've intentionally tried to um, pursue that yeah. in the next... Um, little while to not just be sitting in there but just to be prepared to um, put my mouth yeah. where I think my beliefs are so yeah, yeah. it's great what about for you Pam uh, it's pretty similar I would just say ditto okay <laughs> Did I get okay. out of that one no that's good no it's oh uh, well yeah okay all right um because you you've um you're very connected, aren't you, as, as a couple? Like, you, you share really intimately, you discuss everything together. There's, 
like you are a genuine partnership that's been something deliberate and intentional and that's something that I've seen or I guess I just heard in the way that if I have a conversation with you I know that the conversation is going to happen with Dennis and Dennis comes back and reflects later that's a really intentional thing for you as a husband and wife isn't it and you know if you text Den you won't get a text back I, I do know that yeah I'm fully prepared that if you want to speak to Dennis you have to call him don't bother texting him all right so I'll give you his phone number later though so we can all text him so yeah but yeah. Yes, that's a true story. I believe in communication, but, but not communication through the airwaves, one-on-one, -on -one, so that's good. Um, yes, that is intentional, Simon. Yeah. For how we, even when we met as 16-year-old and 14-year-old, um, as well as becoming girlfriend and boyfriend, we actually became good friends, good mm. mates. Yeah. And I always thought that if you have a relationship you should work at it and make it special yeah um and I, I feel sad or saddened when i see relationships break up because mm, mm. like it, it's not always easy um and pam and i've had some just testing times not not anything major or anything um but you know there's things you have to work through as a couple um but it's it's it is, is in my nature to try and make Pam feel special and do what I can to make her feel valued um, as a Christian, as a person. Mm. Um, and I don't know why. Sometimes, sometimes you just click. Yep. We just clicked and we just enjoy each other's company. Yeah. What was it like watching Pam go through cancer for you? What, how, what was that experience for you? Um, that was very difficult. Um, having said this, and please don't think this is weird, but it is in a way. Those five years that Pam had cancer and fighting hard for cancer were the closest years we ever had. Wow, wow. But not only between ourselves, between us and God, and it strengthened our relationship with our children as well. Wow. Mm. Um, the kids were adults. You had, your kids were grown yes, up. And yeah, they, they had left home, yeah. so we were just yeah. by ourselves. Yeah, yeah wow. Mm. So the time we spend in prayer, communicating with God... Um, just our whole focus was Pam and God. Mm, mm. Um, and I can still remember the, the, um, the phone call that we got when the guy said, you know, Pam's got cancer and that sort of thing. Um, Cherie came and took Pam to uh, some sort of social do on a, Saturday, on a Friday night. And I was out in the garden just doing stuff. And I had to shovel. I'm doing stuff in the garden. And I'm standing there and I'm thinking, gosh, this is how it's going to be. Just me and the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny, but boy, it wasn't funny then. And I remember I had never prayed or cried out to the Lord in my life, but I did for the next 10 or 15 minutes. Mm. I just could not handle, mm. handle what was going to happen. Mm. When I'd finished praying... And this is amazing. I heard, I heard God say, Pam's going to be okay. Wow. Gee, that was amazing. Yeah. Sorry. Don't apologise. Mm. That was a question without notice. You said notice, I so. might need tissues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring any up here, actually. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That, that was that was tough. Yeah. 
the other the other amazing thing about that is the follow-up Pam had. She had a very, very aggressive cancer. The survival rate was five percent. Wow. Out of all women who'd had that. When Pam finished her treatment, um, she had a change of doctor. And the doctor said to her, he said, I have never, ever in all my practising had a woman live past 10 years. Wow. And Pam's survived for 15. It's wow. just, just been a miracle. Wow. It is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Fantastic. That was a question without notice. I'm sorry doing that to you, Dan. Um, and where are you up to in terms of your questions and answers that you haven't given yet? The challenges and blessing. Great. All right. Let's do that one. Yep. All Answer right. that one for me. So I've, I've given, Dan's given his challenge and blessing. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I said that my biggest story was connecting here. So my next challenge was to become familiar and feel comfortable with what happened in the Church of Christ yeah, because right. that was completely different yeah. from a Uniting Church background. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a challenge came to me one Sunday morning. Um, Jared um, was giving opportunity for people to be healed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pretty much stated every body part above your waist, but I had a dodgy knee. Yep. Um, and I'd spoken to Cherie the day before and told her how that it throbbed in bed at night. And she said, Mum, you need to get that checked out. Anyway, back to Sunday. So... I just put pressure on my knee. I didn't stand up for healing and I had my eyes closed and I saw a small red traffic light just hovering around my knee just for a few seconds and that's all. And I had no idea what was going on or what to make of that. But when I went to bed that night and laid down and wait for the throbbing, didn't come. Nothing happened. Wow. And since the 7th of July last year, no throbbing. So you haven't been to a doctor about it either? No, no. way. <laughs> <laughs> went, went to the best doctor. <laughs> That's fantastic. What a great story. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I guess you've spoken. Is there anything you want to say in a way that this relationship with Jesus has changed the way that you view yourself or others? You've you've said a little bit about that, but I wonder if there's something more specific that you wanted to add to that. Or um, I, th- I think when you become a Christian and, and let God work in your life, yourself becomes less, mm. and your focus becomes more on other people. Um, yeah. So, it, like you know how the world preaches this stuff about I, 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 yeah, yeah. you know, what I can get, what I can do and what I can't do. Um, I, think, I think we need the different story of a relationship with Jesus is other people. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Pam? What was the question again? How has this relationship with Jesus changed the way that you view yourself or others and others? Um, oh... I think I'm more caring. I think I'm more compassionate. Um, I try. Wow. And, I try and be like Jesus. Like I think I loved how he connected with all different people and not the high and mighties. He looked yeah. for like the downer and outers and the ones that other people didn't necessarily connect with. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. It's beautiful. It's very good. 
So people sitting here today, wide variety of people, wide cross-section of people, uh, what's your encouragement to people today, someone sitting here today who, firstly, those are uncertain about who this Jesus is or this idea of church, what's your encouragement to them? Well, mine is, you know how these days we have lots of acronyms? And yes. I've told you this, Simon. Yes. Yep, so I've made a new one for myself. Yep. And I borrowed it from words that you left us with after a message. Okay. So LTH. LTH, go. Mm-hmm. Listen to him. Yeah, right. Very good. Yeah. Yep. And I would just encourage people to, even when you are busy, you can still tune into God and just be aware of those different thoughts or ideas that come into your head because they're probably not what you're thinking, they're what God is giving you and then act on them. Yeah, that's fantastic. What about you, Dan? Um, I I think my encouragement would be because my Christian introduction was a slow burn and not anything dramatic, um, I think if, if anybody's thinking about god this christian stuff just give god a go you've got absolutely nothing to lose um, and i'll be sure no i'm convinced that god will do something that you're not aware of that he could do Mm -hmm. Um, but the other thing is ham and i really enjoy being christians in our christianity like for us it's fun it's a good way to live it's a lifestyle that is satisfying um it gives you purpose and it gives you hope. Mm, mm. Um, but the special thing is, you know how you, you, know, you can go away on a trip um, anywhere or to anything and you see someone's got maybe Jesus written on a T-shirt yep. or you're in a bus and someone says, oh, gee, I prayed about that. Yep. You know, having an instant connection Yeah. Yeah. because you're of, of like mine. Mm. And I think for us that that is the key to our Christian existence. If, we, if they're just the two of us, it would be totally boring. But for us to have good friends here, have good connections and have a good time, and we, we laugh a lot in our family and between the two of us, but it's only because we know that we are supremely loved by God mm. um, and the name of Jesus right. to us is precious. Yeah. Um, and for anybody else, it's a great journey, it really yeah. is. Nap probably sums up, like my next question was about the people who have been doing this for a long time, what's your encouragement? There's probably a similar encouragement to that as well, isn't there? Like you wouldn't change your encouragement much by the sounds of it? No, I just think in this day and age we could be more thankful. Yeah, okay. And I think about um, how Jesus healed the ten lepers and how one came back to thank him. Mm. And I want to be that one. Yeah, wow. Mm. And I heard recently of um, an example of a little boy was given an orange and his mum said, what do you say? And he gave it back to the person and said, heal it. (laughs) 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 I think that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. So be more grateful. What about you, Dennis? Is there any encou- for people who have been doing this for a long time, is your encouragement any different or is it anything you want to um, add? I think the exciting thing about being Christian is always something new yeah. to learn or to do or to find out or there's always um, new people to meet. Um, and, and sometimes I get a bit frustrated, and some of you folk will too, you know, when you, say, when you hear people say, oh, 
this is not going so good, the church is dying. No. No, the church is not dying. God didn't make the church and send the Lord Jesus to die yeah. for a church that's dying. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we, in, in our house, we try to push back about stuff that condemns the church. And, you know, in the community, lots of people say, or they find Christians easy targets. Yep. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that's talked about in Scripture a little bit, about, you know, towards the end times and that mm. sort of thing. Mm. Um, but I think it's important to be thankful mm. about your Christianity, not try and hide it and be afraid of it, mm. um, but just enjoy the journey. It's a fantastic journey. Mm. Um, and we just live the life together and that's how we are. Yep. We just love it. Brilliant. Is there anything that you wanted to add or anything that I've missed that you've... Have I covered all your notes? Done? Happy with that? All right. Thank you for giving up your Sunday. Thank you for being amongst us and thank you for being brave enough to come and have a chat and uh, thank you for the blessing and the encouragement that you've been. Would you uh, thank Dennis and Pam? Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, great story. Just as the team comes up and uh, leads us in our final song, uh, God is here. I just want to um, remind us, and as I did last week, we've set a theme for this year to be daring. What's the daring decision that we can make? What's the daring response that we can make? What's a daring proclamation that we can make? What's a daring prayer that we have? Um, what's a daring decision that we will make in our marriage? What's a daring decision we might make with our finances? What's a daring decision or a daring response in the way that we worship? Um, God has come to bring re restoration, reconciliation, renewal. Uh, what's a daring response that we can make knowing what God has already done? He, has, he is the image of the invisible God, writes Paul. Uh, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is beginning in the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have his, all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has... God has, Jesus has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation if you continue in your faith established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. And God is still the God of this nation and God is still the God of this city.